I'm sure most of you are familiar with the phrase, those that do not learn from history are doomed to repeat it. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a week this has been here at Truth to Ponder. Now, I know that some of you only hear this program on the weekend, particularly those that that get to hear the program on on the Voice of Hope from Zambia in the eastern part of Africa as it covers that continent. Others only get a chance maybe toward the weekend to pick up a program or two as a podcast. And there's some that have the opportunity of being able to listen, listen every day of the week, whether by radio, podcast, whatever the means. We've covered a number of topics this week. And one of those ideas is about history. And we've talked about education. We've talked about a number of things. And I want to kind of tie some of this together so you can have a clear understanding. When I went to high school, and I'm not saying that when I went to high school, everything was wonderful and great 50 some odd years ago. But I would say that compared to many of the schools in the world, let alone the United States, in the Western world. And what I'm talking about in the Western world, I'm talking about the United States, I'm talking about Canada, I'm talking about Australia, uh, United Kingdom, perhaps Germany, France. The standards of education have been eroded and they've been eroded by design. Whether you want to agree with it or not, It has been eroded by design. Many things have been, shall we say, stripped out of our society that used to be some of the glue and the foundations that held it together. When I went to school, we studied world history, ancient history, United States history. Today, many young people If you were to ask them the question, we're talking high school graduates, college students, and you asked, who do we fight in World War II? You'd be surprised how many people have no idea who the United States fought in World War II. I even saw one college student that couldn't answer, who do we fight in the Vietnam War? They didn't know, or the Korean conflict. They didn't know. Education in the United States has become indoctrination and things that have nothing to do with learning how to read, how to write, how to comprehend basic history, basic science, basic mathematics. Those things are not important in so many of our schools today. And then we wonder why we have a generation of young people that are just not able to function. They are glued to their phone things. Their earbuds, their little worlds, they're texting. And they have divorced themselves from reality in many cases. They can't even communicate like they used to be able to communicate. They can't really speak. They have to text. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying it is a significant number. A lot of students, and you can blame the pandemic for a little bit of this, 
here in the United States and, and Canada where they kept students home. Zoom class. In other words, they're online classes. And that was a failure. Total disaster. And also was an eye-opener for a handful of parents that actually cared about what their students are learning. And for the first time, they were exposed to what's going on in their schools. I know parents that thought their kids were learning online. And I'm saying first-hand knowledge, not second and third. They're watching their kid. They see a laptop. They see the kid engaged. What they don't see is they're engaged with their phone. They're not paying any attention to what's going on. They've logged in, and in some cases, they get logged out. Does the school bother to tell the parent, hey, where's your kid? Because some of the schools only care about the money, the tax money, the buildings, the temples that they build unto their higher education. It's a horrifically bad education. It's a shameful education. And we have shameful teachers. And we have parents, too, that are not really helping the process. I'm going to give you a quick statistic, then we're going to move on. And I'm going to give you some examples of why education in the United States is on a fast track to destroy your child. Now, this survey goes back to the year 2014, February of 2014. So a little over nine years ago. So this is pre-pandemic. But the numbers are telling. And it was showing attendance at religious services by generation. Attendance at religious services by generation. Now, these are the ones that go pretty much every week, maybe more than once, maybe more times in a week, like several times a week. But pretty much every every week, they're involved in their religious service. Now, I'm, that's a broad term, I know. That could mean Christianity. It could mean any religion out there. And it showed in 2014 that those that were in what was called the greatest generation, those born before the year 1928. Now, these people are like 86 years of age and older. 51% were involved and went to a a religious service every week, 51%. And remember, within that group, many can't anymore because of age and health and other reasons. The silent generation that was born between 1928 and 1945, 51% went to church or a synagogue, or whatever their religious affiliation was every week. But things take a sudden departure with the baby boomers born between 1946 and 1964. And once again, this is 2014. 38%, that's it, 38%, 62% of baby boomers are not involved in any form of religious services, period. 
Gen Xers, those that came starting in 1965 through 1980, 34%. 34%. 66% of Gen X divorced from spiritual life. Then you've got the older millennials and the younger millennials. You know, the 1981 to 89 and the 90s to 94. These are the people that were coming of age around the year 2000. That's where they got the title, the title of millennial. Older millennials, ages 25 to 34, 27%. That's it. 73% of older millennials have no religious affiliation, attendance, or anything. 73%. Then younger millennials, well, they're slightly better, 28%. And that survey could be off a percent one way or the other. Now, that was 2014. So we really don't know about this next crop that has come by because... You know, between the pandemic and them coming of age and make, being able to make their own decisions. See, in 2014, many of those younger people would be pretty much impacted by their parents who may be baby, well, in that case, Gen Xers for the most part. Maybe even, you know, that's pretty much what you'd have. And they were already declining in their church attendance. And the way I see things today, it's getting worse. One of the things that I have observed, and the reason I wanted to bring this up at the beginning of the program and then understand history and understand the warning signs. One of the things that has destroyed any major culture has been... What's the word I'm looking for? Degenerate behavior, evil behavior, immoral behavior becomes acceptable in a society. There have been cultures in the past where the tenets of Christianity have been abandoned or modified or changed or distorted. And once and once all the the foundations are eroded once all the boundaries are gone and it's every man for and woman or non-binary for themselves whatever they say today laziness becomes a trait and, and if you look for example younger millennial older millennial church attendance they don't need it they're busy in their phones their careers their lives And a significant number of young people today, Gen Zers, that come along after, you know, that are born toward the year 2000 and beyond, are dysfunctional, confused. And parents are so busy, and and, and many parents can't even stay together, they're getting divorced. They don't even raise their kids anymore. Oh, quality time replaced the time that families once had. Yet even then, you know, I, I remember wasn't that many years ago. 
I was in a town in Georgia getting ready to be at a church and I stopped. I needed to get something to eat because, well, I needed to get something to eat, to be quite blunt. And I'm at this little restaurant and I'm trying to just get something so I don't have any issues. You know, when you get a certain age, you can't go without food for an entire morning into an afternoon. And there at a table, it was so easy to identify. There was this father, and there were these two younger children, maybe barely teen or preteen, a boy and a girl, the girl I would assume looking eh, 14-ish, 15-ish, the boy 12, 13. And you knew what this was. This was time with dad, you know, divorced or separated couple. Dad had the kids for the weekend. And so dad does what dads do. Take them out to a nice restaurant. And every one of them had their face in their phone, including dad. Nobody interacting with each other. It didn't mean anything anymore. There's no relationship really with the dad and those kids. It's an obligation ordered by a court. And who knows what their new family situations are and how confused they are. The stability that most of my generation had with parents in the home and mothers that did not necessarily have to work quite often. Or if they did, they tried to be home about the time we got home. We had standards, expectations, and things we had to do. Now you have kids that basically don't care and they'll tell their parents off and say, hey, you know, you discipline me, I'll call the police on you for hitting me and abusing your child. This is the generation that we are raising. This is the kind of generations that were coming out of the Roman Empire. Lazier, narcissistic, immoral, no boundaries, sexual sin, confusion. And the one word the secular world hates me to say, but allowing demons to become a part of who your culture is. Now, I mentioned this yesterday, and some of you didn't hear it because you hear it on the weekend, this program. Roman Empire, this real quick. A thousand years, thousand years, they had a very unique system of government. They had rights for their citizens. They had technology. They were creating aquifers. They were creating bridges. They were creating roadways. They were doing things that virtually no other culture before them had ever attempted to do. Much of their empire didn't even require being, quote, conquered. Because they were bringing a better way of life to these places. And these places adapted and fell underneath the Roman umbrella. Other places, there was warfare. But as the time went by and the people became lazier and more corrupt, well, they just hired an army out of what was then, well, what is modern-day Germany, 
the barbarians up in the northern part of Europe. They were natural-born fighters. And so they hired the army and paid them. But as that society over the centuries increasingly slid toward moral and financial ruin, they started making coinage with inferior metals instead of gold and silver. And it didn't take long for the, even the barbarians to figure out we're getting the short end of the stick here. What's the, what, what gives? You're cheating us. The United States has debt it can literally never pay. I don't care what anybody says. This debt is unpayable. We don't have it. We never will have it. And we're getting fewer and fewer individuals and companies that produce anything to create wealth. Let me explain something. Wealth is created by having something of value. We don't make a whole lot of value anymore. The dollar bill that used to be backed by gold and silver before 1971 is now backed by the good faith and credit of the United States and we are bankrupt morally, financially, spiritually in every way humanly possible. The United States is a bankrupt and ruined nation that I really believe is getting beyond hope. As Rome became more reprobate in their behavior, you know, for for a large period of time, first five, six hundred, almost seven hundred years of the Roman Empire, homosexuality in their society was very much well frowned more than frowned upon. It was considered pretty nasty stuff and they considered it a weakness. But starting around the time of Christ, as we go into the first century, it became more acceptable. And it began to work its way into the upper class as they had it of citizenry and those in government. And it became acceptable. For many centuries, the Romans had their gods and their mythology. I've read Greek and Roman theology back in my high school years. And as time went by, some of these gods or goddesses, as as the case may be, and this is not limited to just Rome. This occurred in Greece. it, It occurred in Mesopotamia. It occurred in Babylon. You know, all these, I've said it before earlier this week, once again, for those on the weekend, I call it recycled paganism, which is nothing more than than demons under a new name. Same demons, same evil, just a new name to make it palatable for the society today. Ishtar, a goddess could change a man into a woman and a woman into a man. 
Hmm. Sound familiar? Little crazy, isn't it? Homosexuality became commonplace and accepted. Men with men, women with women. The book of Romans is explicit when it talks about those that worship the earth. Oh yeah, a lot of this environmentalism, it sounds good, but a lot of it has been based on a lie. Oh, Bob, what do you mean a lie? I go back to a time in the, in the 1960s growing up, we heard about pollution and, and all the dangers. And yeah, as good stewards of this planet, we shouldn't be trashing it. I get it. I've always been very conscious of that conscious of that fact. And I try to be a good steward and and use the resources that God has given us respectfully. I really do. But we've turned it into a religion. And all these organizations like the Club of Rome, 1972 publication that was just like We're all going to die if we don't do this, this, and this in the next 20 years. Well, 55 years later, 50 years later, all their predictions never have come true. Extreme environmentalist predictions never came true. Global cooling, ice age predictions failed. Peak oil failed. Running out of oil failed. Ozone layer disappearing and the planet just being scorched, failed. Ice caps gone, failed. Over and over and over again, every one of these dire predictions, if we don't do something in the next five or ten years, it's all over. Every one of them has been a lie and a failure. And if we don't learn from the history of the lies, we're going to keep repeating it. All these so-called experts get asked questions like, okay, if we spend these trillions upon trillions of dollars that we don't have, how much is it going to cool the planet? Oh, no. Will it cool the planet? We don't know. Do we have any proof it could? No, we don't. Yet, we are told we have to go deeply in debt, give up our gas stoves and all this other nonsense for these earth-worshipping reprobates we're not learning from history we are repeating the same exact things that has destroyed every empire every great nation prior to us and will continue to do so until Jesus comes and the worst part is the church has been dismally absent without leave in many parts of the world, including many parts of the United States, or the so-called churches have embraced the culture and now, instead of preaching against sin, instead of calling us to repentance, it calls us to celebrate our sins here in our church building. And they've turned the altar of God into the altar of Baal. They have turned the sacrifice of Jesus Christ 
on the cross into a pagan sacrifice of evil. And God will not be mocked. God will have the final say. I'm going to take an early break because I I have a bunch of audio clips that I want to share and they're going to take a little bit of time to go through. They're not really long. They're only about less than a minute each or about a minute. But I want you to hear them. These are actual teachers in public schools today in the United States. Now, I know if you're listening in Africa, you may say it doesn't happen where you are, but I'm telling you, evil will find its way and infect your land. I'm warning you. Evil is working overtime to destroy your children, to destroy the foundations of your nation, and to demoralize your churches. Much of what I will share with you has already been happening in Canada. It's been happening in Germany, in Sweden. It's been happening in France. It's been happening in many places. To be quite honest, the United States is actually a little bit behind. But what I'm seeing is not good. I see a day of judgment coming upon not just the United States, but the entire Western world. All those that once embraced Christianity that have now rejected it and cursed God. God will not be mocked. Trust me on that. God will not be mocked. The older generation, I talked about at the beginning of the program, nine years have gone by with those numbers. The greatest generation that was 86 years of age and older is now in 95 and older. The silent generation is now 78 into their 90s. The baby boomers like myself that were age 50, hey, now we're age 60 to 80. Generation X, they're in their 40s and 50s. Older millennials, they're now roughly 30-ish nearing 40 and the younger millennials are now in in their in their 20s and 30s and i doubt the church attendance numbers have radically improved from everything i'm reading they have been even declining further we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers And those demonic forces are running loose and unobstructed across the Western world and the entire planet. Our day of destiny is almost here. Earlier this week, one of the radio stations we used to be on was forced to shut down 
last Sunday. And normally we would have been on the air when they're on the air several days a week. And so we've lost the voice of hope out of Simi, California. And, and I really, it, it still breaks my heart thinking about it. It really does. We've been with them since literally the beginning of this radio program. I mean, in the first month. There is other shortwave airtime that could be acquired. But right now, with what we have at WRMI, and even though we no longer have the bill at KVOH, that bill had gone down because the number of hours they had been running had gone down, and the money from that is really not enough to significantly add anything on some other stations. But I really would like to see this ministry grow and expand. I believe in shortwave, even though it's a difficult medium, it's an expensive medium, the equipment is getting older, I understand all that, but it's a reliable medium to reach people where the internet can't. And so I want to stay with it as long as it is there. I would say virtually everybody that ever listens to this program as a podcast heard it first on shortwave. Our audience is growing in Canada, the United States, and now because we are four days, five, I think it's four days a week now, on one frequency coming out of WRMI into Europe, we're beginning, I'm beginning to see people listening as a podcast all over Europe and even into Russia. God has given this ministry some incredible opportunity. But I want to keep the door open. And I want to do some things to change this ministry a little bit. Makes it easier on me, but also gives you more material. Might talk about that if I have time today. If not, I'll talk about it next weekend. There are two ways you can support us. You can go to our website, Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth. And the numeral two, ponder.com. You can use Give, Send, Go from the website to support this ministry. I've also updated some things on the website regarding the church project. If you haven't been there in a while, go take a look. Truth, the number two, ponder.com. The other way you can support us you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. The mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 243 24-3-1-9. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. That's 24319. This is Truth to Ponder 
with Bob Bierman, The House Beside the Synagogue, coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now, don't miss out. Get a pen ready so you won't miss getting a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. The House Beside the Synagogue. In the book of Acts, it says that in Acts 18, it says that he departed from there and went to a house of a certain man named Justice, a worshiper of God, whose house was next to the synagogue. Well, they went into the synagogue, got rejected, and then they went right next door to a guy whose house was right next door to the synagogue. And right there by the synagogue, there were the Gentile God-fearers and those would begin one of the most important churches of the ancient world, the Church of Corinth. Think about it. Where did the church start? Right next to the synagogue. This faith, this thing we call Christianity, that's become known as Christianity, is a messianic faith, is the messianic faith, started right outside the synagogue, kind of as an extension or a branching out of the synagogue, yet something new at the same time. It was clearly a Jewish faith, the branching out. Paul there ministered right next to the synagogue. It was Jewish. See, Christianity is always inherently Jewish. The the Messiah faith, how could it not be? What is Christianity? It's the house next to the synagogue. It's the daughter of Israel. In Ephesians, it says, you who are now of Messiah, you are now citizens of Israel. The fact is, you are now a child of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob by the Spirit. You've been grafted in. You're Jewish and more Jewish than anything else. The church is really the house next to the synagogue. Rejoice in the fact that a Messiah, you are now one of the children of Israel in spirit. You don't replace the Jewish people. You compliment them. You stand in the gap for them. Pray for them. Love them. You are of the house that is right next door to the synagogue. Want more? Ask for, ask for the house beside the synagogue on CD. Now, what if you could receive daily vitamins to strengthen your spiritual walk with God? Six months supply for free. You can with Sapphires, your daily spiritual vitamins, and also the Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. How do you get all these free gifts? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, you can actually spread salvation around the world for very little through shortwave radio from the Arctic Circle to Israel. It's amazing. It's like sending a billion tracks around the world. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 and you'll be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Love to hear from you. Here, how, how do you do it? Well, here it is. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. That's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying, Shalom Aleichem, peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Tikvat Yisrael, the hope of Israel. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our weekend edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. And not a minute too soon, we leave Pride Month behind for another year. My heart breaks when I realize that here in the United States, mothers that nurture our children, that bring them into the world, raise them, care for them, love them. They're given one day in May to celebrate one of the most important institutions that is the bedrock of our society. Fathers, they get mocked in the media, they're made fun of in the movies, 
yet they are the providers or an integral part of the family and the proper way that God has ordained to raise children. They're given a day in June. Yeah, get get dad a barbecue grill or a new tie. Veterans that lost their life in a war or a conflict. One day, end of May, and that's been turned into really the beginning of summer, so nobody even pays attention to the sacrifice of those veterans that may have died in a battlefield somewhere in in Europe or in, in the Pacific, Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, you name it. They get one day. And then those that honorably served our nation, they get one day in November. Our nation's birthday, we celebrate it next week. One day. Though now for many, it's just a a beer-drinking fest and barbecue. I know at our church... We will celebrate the 4th of July on Sunday the 2nd and we will have a time of fellowship thereafter. But I plan that we will spend some time praying for our nation at Trinity Chapel this Sunday. And on and on these dates go. The birth of our Savior gets one day. His resurrection a day. And homosexuality gets a month. A month to parade around naked in Washington State and other places, grown men literally showing off their private parts to little children in parades. And that's called family-friendly. I call it degenerate, sick, and sending you straight into hell if you do not repent and turn from your wicked ways. Oh, Bob, you're just a Bible thumper. Better a Bible thumper than a hellfire stoker. I'm telling you, our education system has gone insane. I've got a series of audio clips of actual teachers from elementary school, middle school, and high school. These are public school teachers in the United States on social media bragging about the things they believe in and do because they figure that only their friends were seeing it. These are the degenerates. These are the reprobates. These are the demonically possessed people that are teaching our children in our schools today. And if the church doesn't do something to reclaim education, the nation is over. Listen to this. Third period, we have announcements and they do the Pledge of Allegiance. I always tell my class, stand if you feel like it, don't stand if you feel like it, say the words if you want, don't have to say the words. So my class decided to stand but not say the words. Totally fine. Except for the fact that my room does not have a flag. It used to be there. But I took it down during COVID because it made me uncomfortable. And... Um, I packed it away and I don't know where, and I haven't found it yet. <laughs> but my kid today goes, hey, um, it's kind of weird that we just stand and then, you know, we say it to nothing. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I got to find it. Like, I'm working on it. I got you. <laughs> I- 
in the meantime, I tell this kid, we do have a flag in the class that you can pledge your allegiance to. And he like looks around and he goes, oh, that one? Now, I know the audio quality was not all that great. I mean, some of these teachers that supposedly know so much about how to use their their phones and technology don't know as much as they think. But that's an actual teacher in the United States classroom. And don't think that it just happens. Oh, that happens in Washington State, maybe Oregon or California. Uh, yeah, sure it does. It also happens in Alabama, South Carolina, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Don't deceive yourself in thinking that everything is good in your school district. It may not be. The powers of evil have co-opted the universities and the colleges, even in conservative states. They run the show. They're the ones that are teaching the next generation of teachers. And the ideology hits important, and it's reinforced from day one. Now, here is a teacher. I believe this one is in California, but it could be anywhere. Listen to what he I think it's a he has to say. As a queer educator, seeing what happened in Glendale, California yesterday, which was Tuesday, June 6th, is not surprising. Yes, out here in California, there's more protections. We're a union state. We have standards for LGBTQ plus inclusivity. We have standards around indigenous history, around black history. You know, all of it's American history, but unfortunately we have to create standards to make sure it's taught. But all of that to say, it still is not surprising this is occurring here in California, in Glendale, right next to Los Angeles. Just because we are in what's considered a blue progressive state does not mean that we are necessarily safe. Does not mean that we should stop fighting for our rights to be seen, to be heard, to be included in curriculum. We need to listen and follow the lead of our queer and trans BIPOC people here in California because they are doing the community work. Now, dare I say that the work they're doing is indoctrination, grooming, recruiting. I don't understand something. Maybe I'm just too old. Maybe being a baby boomer, I'm just getting on in years and I I can't think anymore and I don't don't have the reasoning capacity that that teacher has why must sexuality be such an important part of education and I'm not just saying for high school why is it important in middle school why is it important in the third grade why is it becoming important in kindergarten and the first and second grade and dare I say even in preschool why is sexuality all of a sudden such an urgent matter why do transvestite men dressing as women need to be sexually explicit in front of little children what demonic power possesses them to be so evil hearted to be so morally decayed, to be, as the Bible calls it, an absolute reprobate. 
that will not inherit the kingdom of God. What possesses these men to destroy these little children with their abnormal and sick and demonic behavior? And what possesses actual teachers in public school classrooms in the United States to say things like this. So I'm a seventh grade biology teacher and I wear a little pin on my ID tag that says that she slash they. So they were being really disturbing and loud. So I shut that down and one of my kids goes, yes, sir. I go, excuse me? One of the kids is like, well, your pin says she, they. So I just stood there like, well, I don't like that. These so-called teachers are either extremely mentally ill and should never be placed in a classroom with your child, grandchild, or great-grandchild, whatever the case may be. They shouldn't be allowed near children, ever. They are destroying a generation of children. They are confusing them, abusing them, and giving them over to sexual abuse. Confusion. And their ability to reason will be stifled and gone because they're not being given the tools to learn. The tools to learn is a curiosity that is guided in a loving way by a teacher to help a child learn how to learn, give the tools of mathematics, history, science, so you don't believe fantasies and fake news. But the schools now are the purveyors of fake news. Your mommy's SUV is killing polar bears. Your dad's job. Yes, he has a job that's going to destroy the planet and you will never live to your 30th birthday because of your dad. The evil job that your dad has. This is the garbage in our public schools today. And the fact that there's so much sexuality. You know, it was in Washington State, one of the school districts there, had all these pride events and trans events. And they have ruled from their pontification school board meetings that parents cannot opt their children out from this degenerate garbage. They are forced to go or they get bad grades. Parents, you need to get out there and vote and get rid of every one of these idiots. Get them off the school boards. Be at every meeting. Oh, by the way, I saw it in, what was it, some place, I think it's North Carolina, and I'm sure others will do it. They don't want to hear from parents anymore complaining about the horrifically bad education that they're being given to their children and how much sexualization is being given to their children and how much gay pride is being shoved down the throats of their children and how much confusion about gender are being given to their children. 
the new policy is simply, if it's not on the agenda, we don't want to hear from you. And so what they do, they never make those items on the agenda. They're taken care of quietly in committee meetings. These people in charge of these school boards, for what they are doing, will spend forever in hell. They are willfully destroying your child. They are willfully pushing an agenda that is both reprobate and even demonically political. In Rome, when things started getting bad and people began to ask questions, the idea was give them bread and circuses. Keep them entertained and keep them fed and keep them lazy and they will not rise up against us. That was Rome. In those last decades and maybe century or so. We're not going to make it that long in the United States. We have more people that do not want to work than we can afford to support. You know, I know I know a kid. I say kid, around 20. His idea of getting through life and playing video games is, well, uh, maybe I can get on disability. His mother knew better than to raise him that way, but she didn't. She kept trying to be their friend and not their mother. Her children are now basket cases. Their lives are ruined. Let me say that again. Those kids are basket cases and their lives are being ruined. Why? How could that be? Parent, you cannot be your child's friend. You need to be their parent. You need to be their support system. You need to be the boundaries for your child. You need to be engaged in their education. You need to be concerned about their moral upbringing, their spiritual upbringing, and knowing what's right from wrong, truth from fiction, and facts from a lie. The day comes, and I can tell you this from experience, that one day, that child that you raised, in spite of all of the difficulties and all of the talking back and all of the things you go through, one day, the natural progression is they do become your friend because they've grown up and they've been given... Let me tell you, let me give you this real quick. Knowledge is wonderful, but knowledge is useless unless you have wisdom. Wisdom comes with time and observation and guidance. I can throw a lot of knowledge into a kid, but without, without the understanding, biblically, by the way, too, knowledge is meaningless and can be used in a very demonic and evil way. The day your child attains wisdom and you can have that conversation and you suddenly realize that you can be their friend and because they become a peer with your, their own parents. We spend those first 20-some-odd years, especially the first five, then the next six or seven, and then teenage and then young adult, you know, those, those phases 
And some achieve that wisdom sooner than others. Today, it's hard to do it because the world gives them every opportunity to, shall we say, capitulate and not come through. To be given an excuse. It's somebody else's fault, not mine. It's never my responsibility. It's never my fault. It's always something else. And so you have people in their 20s that they don't want to work. They don't even want to bathe half the time. They want to sit around and be addicted to their video games and their toys because they're lazy and their parents are letting them be lazy. Here's a little word of advice. If you don't work, you don't eat, period. And don't ask the government to send you money to go buy pizza and macaroni and cheese and canned garbage so you can lay around in your fanny all day playing and time to get a life time to grow up and the parents that let that happen God's going to hold you accountable don't deny that don't pretend it's not going to happen God will hold you 100% accountable You'll stand before him. All right, here's another one of these crazy teachers. So I'm a trans non-binary high school teacher. And since coming out, a lot of people have asked me if students don't use Mr. or Miss with me, what do they put in front of my name? So the answer is nothing. I don't put anything in front of my name and students just call me Flint. But recently, some of my students stayed behind after class to tell me that they do not like this arrangement anymore. And they presented me with some alternate honorifics for my approval. So let's go through them. Starting strong with captain. I like this because it sounds like I'm leading a crew on the enterprise instead of begging students to care about literature. This next one is good too, sergeant or sarge. It's masculine commanding, but I don't think I can be counted to reliably spell it. Next is Lord, which made me immediately uncomfortable. Fun in principle, but I think in practice, I would be immediately alarmed if I heard somebody calling their teacher Lord anything. Fourth is coach, which I do here as a coach for roller derby, but the only thing I actually coach at school is academic decathlon, which I don't think qualifies me for this. Doc, I think, makes me sound like I should be helping Snow White with her house chores, so I'm gonna pass. Chef, I think, is unquestionably my favorite. I teach English and film. My day doesn't deal with food at all, but the absurdity, I think, is its charm. Reminds me a lot of those people that are upset that I'm not closeted at school who tell me to teach math and science. Sir, this is a Wendy's. I'm going to skip right past this one. A late entry today was your honor. I think it might put students in a defensive position immediately. Sometimes they deserve it. Let me know if you've got a favorite. All right, just to be clear, I did not do any editing on that at all. The person that made it did his own editing, and so there's where the stop and start stuff is. That's what he put out for public consumption using the medium of TikTok. And a lot of these... Teachers and educators feel safe there for some reason. And they just come out and say what they believe. Our public schools are being co-opted and taken over at a rapid pace by evil forces. And so are many of our churches. This is from an Episcopal church at the beginning of Pride Month. We pray for an end to restrictions on reproductive rights and for a world where abortion is available for anyone who seeks it. Lord, hear our prayer. In other words, that church has taught this child how to make a prayer to Moloch, the God that is an infanticide God, infant sacrifice. Hey, and not to be outdone, don't forget the Lutherans. This also 
in Pride Month. I believe in the non-binary God whose pronouns are plural. I believe in Jesus Christ, their child, who wore a fabulous tunic and had two dads and saw everyone as a sibling child of God. I believe in the rainbow spirit who shatters our image of one white light and refracts it into a rainbow of gorgeous diversity. That church and thousands of others around the United States is spiritually dead. It is spiritually rotting. It is a stench before the nostrils of God. It is promoting sin. It is cursing God. It is cursing his word and is corrupting children. If you're in a church like that, get out from amongst it. Do not touch the unclean thing. Now you know why I started the church project. There's some people that really have no place to go except an abomination like what you just heard. God will judge these churches harshly. The Bible predicted a great falling away. The Bible predicted mass delusion. It's all there. And right now, between what you see in education, public education, in colleges and universities, even some so-called Christian colleges and universities. A falling away and a cursing of God. The church has got to stand up and do something or just stop being the church and stop pretending. Stop waiting for the rapture. Oh, it's going to get really bad, but I'm out of here. Bye-bye. No, you're not called to sit on your fanny and wait for the rapture. Your job is to be in the field. Your job is sharing the good news. Your job is to be the watchman on the wall and put an end to this nonsense. Tell people about the good news. If you're sitting at home waiting for the rapture, you are worthless to the cause of Christ. Get on with the program and stop being so lazy. I get angry about these things. Too many people, too many people are not being what God has called them to be. Listen, my time is out for this weekend. If you believe in our ministry, you can support us from our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. You can support us using Give, Send, Go. Our mailing address, make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio. Mailing address is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowee, Virginia is 24319. That's 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. Until next week. May God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.